This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show, your weekly dive into the world of modern relationships. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, dating coach, matchmaker, founder of Single in the City, joined by my beautiful friend and co-host, the lovely philanthropist and media personality, Joan Kelly Walker. Hi, Laura. Hi, beauty. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Doing better. Thank you. Now, today it's time for some girl chat. Uh, we've joined my assistant, Dee Thompson, who works hard for me behind the scenes. Love her so much. She's amazing. Uh, she works for me at Single in the City, helping singles connect. She's also the, uh, a content creator behind a dash of D sharing local spots and fun trends to check out. And today we're going to chat about how social media and being an influencer impacts relationships, how you can use social media to find fun date ideas, and some of the most important things that you need to keep in mind if you're currently in the dating scene. So let's jump in, ladies. Hi, Dee. Hi, thanks for bringing me on today. You know, I never thought about having you on the show. And then a few days ago, I thought, hey, Dee, do you want to be on the show next week? She's like, yeah. <laughs> so I should have you on more often. Let's do it. Well, we talk enough. I talk to you more than I talk to my own mother. So, you know, <laughs> I love it too. A lot to talk about. Yeah. So let's start off with, okay, so the three of us are very active on social media and we have a bit of a career attached to it. And I'm curious, and you know what, Joan, we can start with you. Um, How do your partners feel about you having a following online? Are they supportive of it? Oh, gosh. I would say that's kind of a big fat no. Oh. He never wants to be seen in any photos. So sometimes you'll see a picture of me and then maybe just his shoulder like standing beside me. But I respect that if he doesn't want to have, if he, he just doesn't want to be seen. So that's okay. So uh, he's okay as long as I don't mention anything too personal or where we are, what we're doing. You know, it's a safety thing. He's very cautious. Um but, you know, sometimes it is a bit difficult. Like if I'm trying to do a post or take a picture or, you know, maybe ask him to help me with something. Sometimes it's easier to have your partner more on board, but we just kind of agree to ha- keep that really separate in our relationship. So I bet you don't ask him to take photos or videos of you then. You know what I found? He doesn't enjoy doing it. So it's really <laughs> not worth it. Okay. He'll take like one or two and then he's like, okay, I'm done. Here you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and I like to get creative with it. If someone says take a picture, I try different angles and I'll try, you know, a couple, Mm -hmm. you know, do it portrait mode, do it regular camera, like just to try and mix it up so that they get some options. Yeah, and I I take pictures, right? Like I'll take, we have so much patience for each other, but our, our, yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you have yourself? Yeah, so it's really funny. Uh, Me and my boyfriend have been together for eight, eight and a half years now. Um, and at first when we started dating, you know, he was in the music scene. He has no, had no interest in social media and it kind of weirded him out when he got to know the side of me and what I do. And like, you know, he'd be a little bit embarrassed when we out, and I'd have to take pictures of something. But over the years, honestly, he has seen how big of a part of my life it is and how much I enjoy doing it. And he's become my biggest supporter. And now he's the one, you know, He's taking videos and photos for me, and he's the one who will be like, we should reshoot that. that one, you know what, that did, didn't work too well. So let's go back, we'll do it again, and we'll, you know, it's gonna look so much better. I know exactly how to frame it. And he's just, he really is 
my number one person backing me up now and i really appreciate and so love awesome. it and you yeah. know what the cat he sees the cash flowing in too right so he's like okay yes. this is her job yes. so <laughs> let me help her which is great yeah. and my yeah. definitely he gets to do fun things <laughs> yeah you, right he gets the perks of going out for exactly. free dinners and going to experience all these cool things um i wish i was your partner sometimes now <laughs> Mine definitely um, is okay with it, but he's not cool when I get those racy messages, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes on my post, but I tell him, babe, it comes with the territory. So as long as I'm not sending back hard eyes, you know, hard emojis, then he's fine. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, it's, it's part of my job, right? So and mm -hmm. he's cool with that. He really is. Uh, but uh, would it be an issue for you ladies if your partner wasn't supportive of your career? you know, like, and having to post, like, do you, what, what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think if with any career I was doing, if partner didn't support me and not necessarily being there, you know, taking the pictures and being super gung ho about it, but if they at least didn't respect and respect what I was doing and they weren't there and like, you know, they hated what I was doing, that would be an issue for me. And I don't know if I could have a relationship with someone who hated my job and like, you know, there was that bit of resentment every time I had to do something. Yeah, how about you, Joan? Yeah, oh boy, I wouldn't use the word resentment, but my husband is retired and I think, you know, sometimes I'm kind of taking center stage, I guess, when I'm like, no, I have to go and do this. And, you know, it's doing this show, which I really enjoy doing. And then all the other things that I do on the side, because I've, I've got kind of a complex career happening right now, but I'm only focusing on things that really fuel me, things that I get something out of, things that I feel are creative. And I feel like every single human being should have that outlet. They should feel fueled or fulfilled or like they've done something for themselves. And mm -hmm. so when I work, I feel like, wow, I did something that was interesting for me today because it's really easy to get caught up kind of in the mundane day-to-day -day stuff that we do as women, as mothers, you know, as parents, whatever, um, and, and just as working people. So I think that for me is my goal. And I stand firm that I need to do this for me. And he gets that. Yeah. I come better to yeah. him when I feel like I did something for me. Mm -hmm. And it, especially when there, when there's a purpose, if there's no purpose behind it, taking videos and pictures all the time, constantly when you're out is so annoying. And I find it annoying too. I, I get annoyed with myself. Oh, <laughs> but yes. uh, yeah. And I, I did have a partner in the past and they were not supportive and it definitely put a strain on our relationship. He just didn't want to take pictures of me, videos ever. Like he just, he, he would always like roll his eyes and it just, yeah, became a problem. So now in this field, it can be really hard to find balance between social media and your personal life. And I, you know, I've taken quite a break off social media because I had a personal matter that my, some of my listeners are aware of. And um, I'm finding it very difficult to back, get back on social media because of that feeling of having to record everything everywhere I go. And I'm not always a huge fan of having to show up daily on social media. And I'm not you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it all started. Like, where did it come from? I guess Facebook, right? I, I just there's mm -hmm. a lot of pressure there. It feels like you need to be online all the time. So let's chat about that. We'll start mm -hmm. with you, Dee. Yeah, I think the pressure to show up 
it's very high, especially when you work in this industry. Even if you don't work in social media, you know, you still feel that pressure. You feel that FOMO if you're not online every day and posting. You see what your friends are doing. You see what your the influencers you follow, the people you follow. You just see them doing all these cool things, and you're like, oh my god, I need to be doing that too. But I think it's so important to remember that this is just a glimpse of your life. This is not who you are all the time. And if you're feeling burnt out, if you need to take a step away, you have to do that for your mental health and yeah. just to give yourself a chance to refresh. Yes. And you, what did you say to us um, before we got on air like that you want to share? Because sometimes you don't post for a while and then you post and you get a lot of, uh, you know, comments and likes and all that. Like you get a lot of feedback. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes taking a break is a good thing and it gives people a chance to not get sick of you for starters because, you know, we're always on there. But just to like really be more authentic and really show up with things mm-hmm. that count and that matter to you. And that's what people see. And they're going to feel that when you come back. And what about you, Joan? Oh, I agree with you. I don't want to like, I, you know, however many people that I follow, I don't want to see every single aspect of their day because you do get sick of, oh, they're doing this again. They're doing that again. That's a lot. It's too much. So I agree. Less is more sometimes and be really purposeful and don't post in real time, I think is important Mm -hmm. too, because then you have that panic. Oh my God, I'm having this meal. I have to take a picture. I have to post it. Oh my God, I'm going shopping. I have to post that. Mm-hmm. That's where the pressure comes. So if you are more strategic and not posting in real time, then you're thinking, okay, what are the highlights? So it's easier just to focus on that, I think. Yeah. And it's so funny when I do go away, I always post like a week later and people still think I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's time for us to stop for a quick break. And when we return, Well, we'll be getting right back into our discussion on social media and dating. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellata, joined by Joan Kelly Walker and Dee Thompson, my assistant at Single in the City. Yay, she's here. <laughs> Getting back into our chat on the impact of social media on relationships. And before the break, we were talking that sometimes it's really important not to post it in real time. Like if you go on vacation, don't post every day that you're there. Just make a a reel or something of the trip and post it later. That way people don't know where you are. And I always think back to Kim Kardashian. She was at, I think it was Paris Fashion Week or something. And she was posting every bit of her journey. And she actually got um, attacked and broken in and... Like they, I don't, I don't remember all the details, but it was terribly, terribly traumatic because she was posting where she was, what time of day, you know, so they knew they followed her and they found out way too much information. So I think that is really super important. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like on social media, you share so much of your life, but your safety should be paramount. That should take precedence over absolutely everything. So like John was just saying, you know, posting later, don't post while you're there. Even little things like, you know, if you're sharing your neighborhood, especially if you have kids, you know, try not to post things that are too identifying. Just be aware of what's going on in your photos that people can actually pull something from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're away, posting later is a great idea because people will not know that you're not home. 
No, they won't. Now, yeah. ladies, being online can come with some interesting situations and comments. We know this, right? We do. Especially mm-hmm. from the opposite sex. Now, how do you deal with any inappropriate comments or messages that you get? Because I just ignore them or I block them. If they're very inappropriate, I just block them. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you there's different levels of that. Like, there's one level of someone sending you very explicit photos. Like, those are the people you just block or get rid of. Um, but some... And it's very seldom do I get like a heated conversation in my feed because it's it's pretty wholesome. Um, but recently I was at the cottage and I had two collaborations going on at the same time. One was for uh, like a baseball cap company and one was for a skincare company and they sent me a bunch of sun, sunscreen. And so at the cottage, you know, people are walking around in bikinis and stuff. I've got some moms, I've got a bunch of like young adult kids. Um, and I explained that I was doing this. Do you guys want to take some pictures? So they're wearing the hat and the sunscreen, playing volleyball or sitting on the dock or whatever. So I posted a really cute little reel. And all of a sudden, there was this very heated discussion amongst my followers. I didn't participate. But one person was saying that I was exploiting these young people. And then people were coming to my defense saying, look, it's obviously an ad. And they're at a cottage. This is what people do. And it went back and forth and back and forth. And I don't think I've ever had that much conversation on my social media at all. So it was just really interesting the way that that happened. So I didn't block anybody. You know, I appreciated there being a conversation. I appreciated my followers that came to me to defend me and my post. And, you know, it it got a lot of action. So I guess in one way it was good for the collaborations. Yeah. And do you feel that um, you always need to defend yourself? Like, do you, have you ever been in a situation like that where you felt like you had to defend yourself online? So I've honestly been pretty fortunate. Um, you know, I've been doing this for 12 years now and I haven't really had too many situations like that come up. There was one situation that came up where someone called me out on something and they just actually had their facts wrong. So, you know, I, I'm not someone who will respond heatedly. I like to take time to think about a response before I do that. So left a little response and I did send them a DM kind of explaining things and I never heard back from them, of course. <laughs> but, you know, my following is primarily women and they're honestly, they've been unbelievably supportive and friendly and i happy I haven't ended up on the super dark side of social media yet. But I guess on the other side, I do you know, get some inappropriate messages from men sometimes. And like you were saying before, I do tend to just ignore them. If it's, you know, if it's really inappropriate, that's a block because blocking is your friend. You are allowed to block people. And at the end of the day, you don't actually owe anyone a response. So, you know, protect your own mental health, protect your sanity. And if someone's crossing a line, you don't have to deal with that. No, you don't. Now, jealousy and insecurities right, can sometimes arise in relationships um, due to certain interactions on social media. How do you suggest, let's talk about how couples can maybe handle these types of feelings and maintain trust in this digital age? Who wants to start? I mean, I have some some things. I'll start. Okay. Um, I think that you should set rules, okay? Like decide what's okay and what's not okay when using social media. Dave and I have done this. My partner and I have done this. Right. Like, and so it's like, babe, if I get these type of emojis or messages or comments, I'm just not going to, you know, I won't respond back with (laughs) that type of emoji or so, you know, we have certain rules in place. Go ahead. One of you ladies. 
Yeah, I, I think a really important thing is, and this goes with all aspects of your relationship, is just to be very open with your partner and to have conversations about things like these. So, you know, maybe at the beginning of your relationship, if you are online a lot, talk about that, kind of explain to them what you do. And maybe if something comes up, let them know and let them know how you handle it. You also have to be mindful of how your partner feels about what you're posting. Mm -hmm. I don't think they should police you. But at the same time, you do have to understand where they're coming from so that you know where their head's at. And, you know, you can take a step back and be like, OK, you know what? Maybe this isn't working for my relationship or you can come to a compromise and find a level that does work for both of you mm -hmm. where you're both happy. Yeah, or, par or try to put yourself in your partner's shoes and understand mm -hmm. their feelings as well. Yeah. So do you guys ever ask your partner to see their phone? No, no, no. never. No, no, because I know some couples that do that we don't do that for me that's a trust thing I yeah. don't know I find that weird like if I have to sit there and go okay can I see your phone today to see who you were talking to I I might may as well not be you know with that person that would be I I don't know I don't like that no we don't do yeah, that. yeah I don't like that because I wouldn't want someone going through my phone either not that there's anything in there but you know I, I would just feel sort of violated I think Yes, yeah, I sure. totally agree. And like, you know, we know each other's passwords. It's not a secret. If we need to look something up and one of our phones is closer, you'll grab that and take a look, Google something real quick. Like, but I think that really it is just a trust thing. And it comes down to how much you trust your partner and vice versa. Yeah. And another thing too, right, is people need to realize that social media usually shows the good parts of people's lives. Mm -hmm. So you know, you you got to remind each other that uh, what's online isn't always real life. It's not. It's not. People show you the best parts. And then also, how about including your partner at mm -hmm. like in your post if they want to be? I know Joan, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard that. to not include him sometimes. <laughs> I know. It's hard. <laughs> but you like, don't I'm think walk over here and take a picture of myself. So it would be like, let's take a picture together because then I have the nice pictures of us together. So I have to kind of do it twice. Yeah. But showing interest in what each other does online too can help, you know, feel like help your partner feel um, more included and then less worried about what you're doing. And I, and like, well, I put, you know, I add include Dave in my videos and now he jokes about it. He's like, yeah, I'm famous because all your friends, every time my friends see him, they're, they're, they always say, oh, we love your videos, Dave. You're so funny, blah, 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 blah. So that makes him feel good. So then when I, I say, babe, you want to, you know, I, I need to create a video. He's game. <laughs> he's all in. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Now and he's, he's good on there too. He is. And he's a natural. Mm. He's a one take guy. One take. Yeah. He have got three, four takes. He's a one taker. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> one taker. <laughs> um, okay. I know we don't have a lot of time, but maybe we just can start with this and then go into it in the next segment. But in the age of swiping right, right. And then all the DMS that we get, how do you think social media has changed the dating landscape? Are there any specific do's and don'ts that you would recommend mm. for people using social media for dating purposes? And guys, you know what? We will go into the break, but we can discuss this when we come back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. Don't go anywhere.
Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host, and we're back with Joan Kelly Walker and Dee Thompson to chat about using social media to your advantage when it comes to romance. Now, if you have a memorable dating story, good or bad, or a relationship milestone that you'd like to share on air, we want to hear from you. Call us on our studio line at 416-966-7280, 416-966-7280, and leave us a message. Now, let's dive right back into today's show. Yeah. So, Laura, before the break, we were talking about the way that things have changed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now everything is about swiping left or swiping right and sending DMs and connecting that way. And for me, like I've been married 20 years. None of that was even available. It wasn't a thing at all. Like I remember when I was single, I would still get like little like uh, flyers in my mailbox is one of the ways that people were trying to connect people. So things have completely changed. And, you know, so I've been married for over 20 years and I have some friends that are, have also been married for a long, long time. And they're getting back into the single life all of a sudden through divorce or whatever. So what do you guys think? Are there specific do's and don'ts that you recommend for people who are now using social media for dating purposes? Yes. Mm-hmm. be honest show up as the real <laughs> you mm-hmm. be, be respectful when you're having conversations uh, don't share too much information which we kind of talked about we touched on a little bit show interest in somebody um, ask questions uh, when you're sliding into dms though don't do it abruptly again i mean have a look at what they're you know have a look at their profile first and then ask them a question based on one of the activities that they're performing um uh, use humor, right? Uh, don't be so serious and rigid. And then set boundaries. Be clear about what's okay and what's not okay. I mean, those are some things. How about you, Dee? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for dues, you know, actually start a conversation with something behind it. If you're looking at someone's profile and you're like, oh, I'd really like to get to know them, send them a message related yes. to something they've posted. You know, if they went, they went paddleboarding last week and you've been thinking about trying it out, Send a message being like, oh, I saw your post on paddleboarding. It looks like so much fun. I've been thinking about getting into it. Do you have any tips for someone getting started? You know, and start a conversation in an organic not way, not a, hey, girl, how are you doing? You know? And also, well, and I, I just want to add to um, follow them first and mm-hmm. don't just do it randomly. Like show up in their feed for a little while so they get to know you because I'm more receptive to my followers. If somebody messages me and I know who they are or I recognize them, I'm more likely to respond to just a stranger. Yeah, But that's also the thing that takes time because if, if someone's showing up in your feed, then you feel like you need to follow them and then you need to show up in their feed and kind of be supportive back. And that's the time consuming thing for me. I just find it's really hard to keep up with all of it. I Mm -hmm. don't, well, it depends on the type of fan though. I don't follow all my male fans back. That's for sure. I don't, it depends on the person. (laughs) I don't feel like I need to follow everybody back. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, if someone is constantly commenting or saying something nice or sending you a nice appropriate DM, then you do feel like you should respond. Yes. How about yeah. some don'ts, D? How about some don'ts, D? Um, don't be rude. Like respecting someone is first of all, it's so hot. It's so hot. Respect is a great thing. Um, 
don't go in and you know kind of come at someone if you don't hear back from them don't attack them don't like make snap judgments or say something rude because a it's social media we don't need to be online 24 7 and be like you want this person to like you so treat them in a way that they're going to want to be treated and you're going to get a way better response yeah all right now as i'm scrolling through instagram or TikTok, uh, i see so many different fun things going on that influencers are sharing what are some fun ideas and maybe joan you have one as well but i know d you definitely do what are some fun <laughs> ideas that we can pull from social media when it comes to planning a date night okay oh okay so i am a big fan of a fun date night i like doing fun things i like looking for activities to do and even better if they are you know related to things that you have in common with your partner the person you're seeing and while you're getting to know each other this is a great way to explore and really get to know them deeper so you know things like there have been all these really cool tv show pop-ups that have been happening you know i went to a few of them the office stranger things bridgerton and it's a really cool way to experience something that you share in common. If you both love friends, you know, go spend an hour at the friends pop up when that rolls into town, like things like that. It's just something so different. Um, cooking classes are a great thing you can do together. You know, check out uh, St. Lawrence Market and take a look and you can take a class there. Go to Kensington Market and check out some cool restaurants. Try something new you've never tried before. Um, if you're adventurous, Go to the CN Tower Edge Walk and really test your limits and get your blood pumping together. Get that adrenaline going. I actually did this. It was terrifying, but <laughs> it's a lot of fun and like it's terrifying. But but, my partner you know, won't even stand on. That's cool. Deep. My partner won't even stand on the glass. <laughs> like he's like a big fair. baby. I'm like just get Mine on too. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> you don't understand. I have a fear of heights. Okay. <laughs> How about oh, you, Joan? Too. Any? Hmm. Well, you know, I'm always looking like, oh, that would be so nice. I find scheduling is kind of tough, but it is nice to mm. go on social media and, and remember those things that you forget about, like, you know, all the little local things like Greek Town or Harborfront or mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, the last time I went to Center Island, it was really nice. Or just those little things that you see and you remember that it was fun. So why not do it again? Yeah. I mean, that's where I find a social and, media. And don't be shy. Like leave the town, leave your city. Go. I mean, Niagara Falls is always fun. I loved Ripley's Believe It or Not. It was, really, yeah, yeah. It was interesting. It was so fun. Anything cool like that. And then the C&E is always fun too, this time of year. Yes. But it always reminds yes. us of the, of the end of summer, which I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So now we have a caller on the line. Her name is Danielle. Uh, she called in to ask a question, and we invited her on the show today. So welcome, Danielle. How's it going? Hey, guys. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Well, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate that, and we want all of you to call in. So again, if you have any questions or any milestones or anything that you want to talk to us about, make sure to call in our uh, our line, and we'll, we'll uh, let you know that number again shortly. So what is your question? Yeah, so um, I'm actually new to Toronto, and I kind of just want to meet some new people, you know, maybe find a love interest. So I was wondering if you guys had any advice on how I can meet some new singles in the city. Mm-hmm. Do we ever? <laughs> <laughs> you came to the right place. Didn't you? you came to the right place. Dee, thought, do you want to start us off? 
Yeah. So I guess I'll kick things right off with Single in the City because we actually, you know, singles events, there are so many events specifically aimed at singles in Toronto and the greater Toronto area. And that's a great way to meet people who are also looking like they want to meet someone. So why wouldn't you check that out, you know? Um, and can so I just say one thing events? about Single in the City? You get to meet yeah. a bunch of people in one night in a fun and safe environment, and everyone there is looking for the same thing as you, a mm-hmm. real relationship. And I'm sorry, man, but you know how many people tell me, I hate online, I hate online? Well, get meeting people in person. We give you the opportunity, so check out our site and come to an event. It's the best way yeah. to meet people. Yeah, you know, we run speed so dating events and activities and there's so many opportunities to get out there that mm-hmm. go ahead just take advantage so go i'm ahead. just wondering because i've been out of the dating world for so <laughs> long i'm just wondering what is even politically correct anymore because like can you meet people at work like if you're trying to meet someone could you get a part-time job and something you're interested in maybe you meet someone there or going to the gym or something like this is i don't really know what is politically correct anymore and what isn't Of course, you can meet people organically when you're going to the gym. Of course, you can. I mean, that's where you work. Of work. Well, it depends on where you work. Some uh, workplaces refrain, like they want you to refrain from that. They don't like that. But I mean, hey, listen, if you're meant to be with someone, you're meant to be with someone. Yeah. Or you could Mm -hmm. join like a biking club, maybe, or a a running group or, or different groups like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Joe, uh, uh, D, I think you may have a couple more. Yeah. So I think we're in this really awesome time. And I, a lot of it's fueled by social media where it is so cool to have interests and hobbies again. And that is a great way to meet new people, like join a club, take a class. There's a website called meetups.com where you can like go on and connect with people that are hosting events related to something you're interested in. And like, you know, you meet someone who's interested in the same things. You've already got something to connect over right off the bat, you know? Yeah. And and Danielle, you can go on a pub crawl. There's quite a few in oh, the area. A couple of exa- Do you like that kind of stuff? Yeah, that would actually be really fun. There's a couple of examples, uh, the Toronto Bar Crawl and Toronto Legendary Cocktail Tour. And do you have a dog? I do have a dog. Oh, okay. Ontario Doggos. Uh, sets up all kinds of dog-centric events and some focus on dating in the Toronto area. And you know what? I, I even mentioned this to Dee. I think that we should put together some of these type of events. That would be so yes. cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there you go, uh, Danielle. Hopefully that answered your question. And if you That's have any great. other questions, you can always connect with us again um, and through our social media, which we will uh, share at the end of the show. And uh, I think we need to take one last quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the dating do's and don'ts that you need to know right now. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata. SingleInTheCity.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. It is Sunday night. This is AM 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta. We're continuing our conversation with Joan Kelly Walker and Dee Thompson on Dating Do's and Don'ts. 
So Dee, I wanted to ask you, I know that you and Laura work really closely together and, and you work behind the scenes. You see a lot of what's going on in the single scene through matchmaking and the different events that you guys do. So can we chat about some of the things that people should be doing or keeping in mind as they look for a partner? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, we see so many people, you know, emailing in, going to the events, joining our matchmaking program who are just so eager to meet someone. And I think there are really important things that you need to keep in mind. Uh, one thing that Laura and I speak about a lot is dating with intention. Mm -hmm. And this is something that is just so, so important, whether you're just starting a date or, you know, you're getting back out there to really take some time to figure out who you are, what's important to you, and like what you really want in a partner. This doesn't necessarily have to be a huge checklist, but like what are the things that are the most important to you? Because I think having an idea of what you really want in a partner and a, re a relationship that's going to last long term is so important. And it's going to help you know who you, you know, you really want to get to know better when you go out and you meet people. And I think just going in with an open mind, we get really caught up in specifics um especially when dating and you know you watch movies and you see the fairy tale romances and that's great and if you find a fairy tale romance oh my gosh you are just so lucky but you also need to be open-minded and be open to meeting new people and getting to know people who maybe aren't exactly your type on paper but it might be the most surprising and magical thing that you're going to come across me too i totally agree love it yeah. And I guess what you meant by that was just really understanding your values and what you want and then finding someone that shares your goals. Don't just choose someone because they look good. Don't do that. <laughs> and, and make sure that you're paying attention to the red flags because, you know, oftentimes we don't do that. We want a relationship really bad. We overlook them because they're cute. But cute people, attractive people get unattractive, can become unattractive very quickly if they're not a nice person, or you just don't get along. Right. So, um, and also, yeah, yeah. So on the flip side. So what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes that people are making while they're dating? Uh, people don't, yeah. So I'll start with this one. They don't stay independent. They don't keep personal interest. You need to have a life of your own. You had a life before the person. So maintain that lifestyle, that life, because, um, it, it becomes unattractive. You become too needy and then you're just concentrating solely on this person. Just don't do that. And then don't avoid the red flags. You really need to pay attention to them. And, um, you know, like what red flags? Uh, what red flags? Um, yeah. Okay. Somebody who doesn't accept your lifestyle, for example, that's a red flag. Somebody that talks down to you that's a red flag. Someone who gaslights you, that's a red flag. Someone who, uh, I don't know, like, let's just say your love language is physical touch, right? And quality time. Well, if they don't even have time for themselves, how are they going to have time for you? If they're not putting in the time now, they're never going to put in the time. If your love language is physical touch, and they are not interested in in, in touching you, or they're just not a physical person, then that's going to become a problem down the road. Especially if you like back rubs and foot rubs like myself. Deep. <laughs> yeah, I think people that don't respect your boundaries, that's something so important to keep an eye out for. Like set your boundaries early. And if someone doesn't follow that, they are not going to be the one for you because they're just going to keep crossing those lines and pushing things. And I think like also another big mistake that people make 
is getting too frustrated too quickly. So like dating is a process. Building relationships is a process. Rome wasn't built in a day and neither is a relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, you go to one event and you don't meet anyone, that doesn't mean you get frustrated and you give up and you walk away. You go to one meetup and maybe there aren't any connections. That's okay. First of all, you might make some friends along the way, which is also great because making friends over 30 is hard. <laughs> but, you know, like don't give up on the process. It can take time and eventually you will meet that person who lights that spark and who you genuinely want to build a connection with and get to know. Right. You don't have to try too hard to impress someone. You don't. And mm -hmm. if people are overstepping your boundaries, then you put a, need to put a stop to it. And some people will allow people to overstep their boundaries because they're afraid of losing that person, but they're not the right person. They're just mm -hmm. not. And how about this one? High expectations. Joan, nowadays, people's expectations are so high. And that's the problem with dating today. It is in online dating. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's not working for so many people, because people are just trading uh, you in for something better. They think something better is going to come along. Everybody's looking for that perfect person, but it doesn't exist. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, but I, I can't help but thinking about basic conversation skills. Like some of my girlfriends are doing a lot of dating and the one, one guy, she's like, all he did was talk about himself. Like basic conversation skills. People have to listen and they have to ask questions of you. That's how to win people over. Be interested in them and be genuine about it. And that way you figure out if you have anything in common with them or not. I totally agree. And how about people using artificial intelligence nowadays to have conversations with people online? And oh, that's another man. problem oh. that has started with dating online. Right, D? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so people are using like, ChatGPT uh, to, to formulate their questions and answers. And then when you meet in person, it's a totally different person. It's like, well, who was I talking to? <laughs> yeah, that's the effort in. I didn't <laughs> you know? know about that. That's the equivalent of someone sending a picture that's not themselves. Yeah, it's catfishing, I guess. It is. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> you know, a little effort goes a long way, especially when you're trying to make an impression on someone. Mm hmm. And another thing is people are not open about their past sometimes. And I do not suggest ever talking about your past on a first date. But as you start to get to know someone, you should be opening up like people also, you know, a lot of people out there are emotionally unavailable, they have not worked on the issues that they have had in their past. And then they carry that baggage from one relationship to the next. And that's a problem. So mm -hmm. you really need to get yeah. to a place where you feel good about yourself and you have confidence, uh, you know who you are, you know what you want, and you're healthy. So you can attract healthy love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it, it comes back to listening again, but it's little things. Like if you remember, if you were listening and the person said, let's say they like licorice or something, it's not expensive. You bring them some licorice, like that's sweet. Or they like flowers, you bring them a flower. Like those are really nice little gestures that, that mean that they were focused on you instead of like, is there something better coming along? Yes. I have a question for you ladies. Mm. Let's say like hypothetically, first date, 
you, or maybe second date, you started dating this person and you've shared with them the type of wine that you like, and then they bring you something completely different. Let's just say you like um, a dry white and they bring you a sweet red or something like that. Would that, <laughs> would that be a deal breaker for you? I okay, it would not be a deal breaker for me at that part at that point because I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna give them a bit of grace. Maybe they're nervous, maybe they just want to make a good impression. But to me, it's the little gestures and the things that they do remember. That's something that would stick out to me. What and if they I, like that type of wine? They bought a, a wine that they favored. Okay, I you know what? I could almost see it as them trying to share something with me that they enjoy. But I guess I think it's just so important to listen to what people are telling mm. you. And my boyfriend, you know, he he does little things for me and I'll I don't even realize that he caught like picked up on something I said. And then all of a sudden he's picked it up and I'm like, that's what really matters. Joan, how about you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that would be a deal breaker. Give the guy another chance, but you got to explain it. I really can't drink sweet red wine. I'm sorry. I just can't. It doesn't work <laughs> in my body. So I think you've got to just communicate very clearly. I'd be like, out next. No. <laughs> Thank, you so Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. We want to hear from you if you have a memorable dating story, good or bad, any relationship milestone that you'd like to share on air, share it with us. Call our studio line. 416-966-7280. That's 416-966-7280. Leave us a message. You might be featured next week. And ladies, starting with D, where can the listeners get a hold of you, find you, and all that goodness? Yeah, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at a dash of D or at dash of D.com. And Joan? I'm joankellywalker.com or joankellywalkerofficial on Instagram. K-E-L-L-E-Y. There you go. Okay. And if you're looking for love, you know who to call me. <laughs> you can reach me on Instagram at uh, official Laura Bellotta or TikTok, same account, official Laura Bellotta. Visit singleinthecity.ca for upcoming events and to check out my day coaching packages. And don't forget to join us next Sunday for another great show and listen to past shows on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or right here on Global News Radio website. Uh, ciao for now, guys. And ladies, thank you so much. What a fantastic show. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. Thanks. Love you, girls. <laughs>